Hey everybody, welcome to episode 101 of the Geek Generation. This week we are getting gamey, but that sounds kind of disgusting, so never mind that. But we are talking video games. Uh, we were inspired by the Indoor Kids podcast, who are always talking video games, to delve into our own video game history, and in this case, my video game history. Brian and Mike are with me, and they throw in some stories from their growing up gaming as well. But uh, it is primarily focused on me for now. They're going to get their shot in the sun, too. Don't worry. The thing is, we did talk for quite a while. And we ended up producing enough content for two weeks' worth of shows. So I split them up, and you're going to get part one this week and part two next Monday. I hope that's okay with everybody, because you're still getting roughly the same amount of content. So please don't unsubscribe or anything like that. Please keep listening. I appreciate it. But before we jump into the episode, I do want to remind you, if you'd like to support the show, there are a couple different ways you can do so very, very easily. If you are an online shopper and you use Amazon at all, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon and we'll get a little kickback of the stuff that you're buying. Don't worry, you don't spend any extra money. We just get a little kickback from that and that goes into our pockets, which goes right back into the show. So where you're really paying for stuff for you for future episodes, if you want to think about it that way. And you're not paying anything then you wouldn't Anyway, I'm rambling, so I'm just going to get this wrapped up. And if you buy video games, Amazon has all these crazy credit sales all the time where if you buy one, you save $10 on the next video game that you buy there, and it's fantastic. So use thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Uh, another thing you can do is go to thegeekgeneration.com slash store, and there are four different t-shirt designs up there. Buying any of those also helps support this site, and you get something physically from us. So uh, that's good too, right? I hope good, because I assume you wouldn't buy it if you didn't want it. But I do encourage you to buy something because I'm working really hard on this stuff. So uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'm. I don't know what mood I'm in right now, but I'm gonna just get out of here and let you guys listen to the episode. Okay, uh, enjoy. Episode 101 of the Geek Generation. It's like a fresh beginning. It's like a fresh beginning. It's a new uh, era. A whole new It's the world. era of awesomeness. <laughs> Mike Volpe is in studio. Brian Lipsitz is over the Skype. But you guys already talked already, so they probably already know that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the first well, time listening to the show. they may have thought Brian was in studio. But they might have. They had, may have. We have or, to make it clear that b Rye is not in Or they thought house. with episode 101 that it really was a fresh time. People were like, 101, I can totally jump on at this yeah. point. It's like the <laughs> new 52, right? <laughs> new and yeah. improved. New and improved and then some. Uh, before we get started today, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at thegeekgeneration.com slash audiobook. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So in today's episode, we are not doing our norm. Uh, we're going to break format a little bit and kind of go into a uh, personal 
history of video games, at least my mm-hmm. personal history of video games, because I don't really talk about my job on here a lot, but I am, uh, you guys know I am a teacher, and I'm teaching a video game design class this year, which is very cool. Yeah. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I did for that class was I started preparing my own personal history of video games, and the more and more I did, I was like, this is awesome, and I should totally just talk about it on the show, because I didn't realize how many like little stories and things I had around all the games I used mm. to play. And I am curious, like what you guys have also played and yeah. uh, what you've played that I haven't and how that affected you. And, and there's so many games that you play over time. That, yeah. yeah. How yeah. many are really stand out? Yeah. You know, things that you remember. And our generation is really one of the first to get raised on video games. Yeah. To where we were young enough that it was such a prominent thing. And to us, it's like, like while, while older people might look at video games as like this bad influence that shifts or twists the youth of our culture. Right. Doom caused For one us, kid to shoot a school up. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. For us, yeah. it's uh, it's like movies or TV yeah. or music. It's just one more thing that's mm-hmm. there and always has been as far as we know. Mm-hmm. So going way back to the beginning for me and my very first video game console was the Atari 2600. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Same with me. I think my yeah. grandmother owned that. I remember going over and playing yeah. Atari at my grandmother's. I don't... I, I'm pretty... We had it in-house. I don't remember where I first played it, if I was, like, just the one I had or yeah. what. And I didn't even realize that the Atari 2600 was actually the first console to allow for the interchangeable cartridges. Yep. Okay. Like, that was a new innovation yeah. for the yep. 2600. Uh, and I also didn't realize the 2600 is seen as a bit of a failure as far as a financial success. Oh. It didn't do well, which was shocking to me. I, I thought it was like the first major in-home yeah. console and uh, especially with like the cartridge was innovations like, and stuff like that. With the joystick and the button Oh my on God, top? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. not on yep. top. It was the square. I mean, you could get ones that had the button on top, but it was yeah. the square uh, joystick that had the red button on like a corner. Yep. Okay. I remember the red button. For some reason, I thought it was on top. Yeah. I think there were alternate ones, like third-party ones eventually and everything. Uh, did, did you have no, the... No, you're right. I remember that now. The yeah, button yeah. was in the corner. <laughs> yep. What's that, Did Brian? you have the original 2600 or the refurbished? There was one that had like a newer... Like my friend had one that was like the same thing. You just put the cartridge in and it had like a little lever to turn it on and off. But then they, the newer one had a flat bottom and like that said the name and then you just stuck the cartridges on top. Like it was, there was two different ones, I guess, from what oh, I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I remember it had kind of like a wood panel type look. Yeah. <laughs> if that yeah, distinguishes. Yeah, you had the original. I had okay. the like second gen refurbished one that came out like the year or the same year later. They, they tried to like jazz it up yeah. and put like... My, my probably <laughs> That's where Capcom got the idea from. Refurbished <laughs> shit. <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> one of my uh, favorite games for that was actually one of the launch titles, which what? was a game called Combat. The only thing that mm. sucked about it is you couldn't play by yourself because mm-hmm. there was no AI. It was just yeah. it was you, you selected from all these different screens, and it was uh, either tanks or planes. And I think there was one other, or is it just tanks and planes? I think that might have been it. But um, you could set, it was either like one tank versus one tank or two tanks versus two tanks or three <laughs> versus three. I, yeah. I think there were some like handicap ones where it was like two on one or something. But your tanks moved together like as oh. a pair and you could change the map, the layout. So all you do is drive around. You'd use one and one person use the other and you just try and shoot each other. Wow. 
And with my brother and sister, we played that for hours. It was just drive around and <laughs> so, shoot each yeah, other. So simple. Then. Yeah. And the sounds are horrible. It's yep. very mm-hmm. like it's two colors going on the whole time. It's pretty terrible, but it was so much fun. And the other significant thing with the 2600 for me was that I own and probably still own in the attic somewhere with all my Atari stuff. Uh, what is regarded as one of the worst video games of all time. <gasps> E.T.? 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 I have E.T. Uh, I Do you know there's a bunch that. of buried in the desert somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, it's so bad <laughs> that they dumped truckloads in a desert in New Mexico. <laughs> no, they yes, they yeah, did. They did. Uh, it sold so poorly. Why can't we poorly. do that with the Jersey Shortcast? <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. They, they took truckloads of these E.T. Wow. cartridges out to New Mexico, into the yep. desert, dug big holes, and dumped them all and buried them. <laughs> That's how bad it was. You know We're what's gonna happen? Man. Our our, yeah. our race, the human race, can be destroyed, and something else will come up, right? And dig and can, it up and think that that was like our Bible. <laughs> they were like, "Look, this sort of cartridge with this alien thing on it." And they're like, "Wait, why can't I get out of this friggin' pit?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst thing. As you would go and do 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 do, yeah. rise out of the pit, but then you would let go because you thought you were out, and you fell right <laughs> right back down. Right. And then you would do it again. And then you would start to get away from the pit. And all of a sudden, for no reason, you don't know why, you just fell back down again. You're like, no, I'm on flat ground now. It was terrible. Uh, So bad. Playing that as well. And uh, I just watched a documentary like on video game history. So Mm -hmm. I have all this extra knowledge in my brain recently. They said that it was rushed to the point where a game like this would normally take like nine months of development, like six to nine months. They wanted to rush out for Christmas. Eight weeks <laughs> was the total production time on this game. You have eight weeks to put a game together. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. it almost killed the console. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> wow. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of the games I had. I think I had regular Mario Brothers, the one where you just run. Yep. Back. Yep. I had that. I had Battle Zone, that, that tank one. Yep. Which another version was made for the army. Really? Yep. As a simulator. Yep. Um, I had Ghostbusters. Yes, I had Ghostbusters. Yep. Absolutely. Don't cross game. the streams. Yeah, it was so hard, but I loved it. And yep. I had a couple others, but those are like the ones that stick out. I don't remember the other ones that I yeah. had. But yeah. Uh, from there. Oh, Qbert. Qbert. Qbert, of course. Qbert. <laughs> Qbert. <laughs> and it's funny. Actually, the version of Pac-Man for 2600 yeah. was god-awful. <laughs> it was because it was so hard to control. Like uh, I felt like I was jamming the joystick yeah. just to get him to do simple turns. Like yeah, really yeah, bad. Um, Commodore 64 was my next major video gaming platform. Man, so I jumped. That. No, I jumped no, from the either. from console to like the first gaming computer yeah. was yeah. the Commodore 64. Uh, I I started playing games originally at my friend EJ's house when we were in elementary school. And we used to just, well, that was fucking, I would sleep over his house like every weekend and we would just play Commodore 64 until we like passed out. It was so great. <laughs> but, um, we played this one game called Bruce Lee uh, where it was, uh, if I tried to, I'm trying to describe it. I think of Joust for NES. Yeah. But then put oh, wow, Bruce Lee. I forgot about that game. Put Bruce Lee in there. And now you have to like go up different layers <laughs> wow. and like work your way up almost. Um, and the other was actually a franchise called Commander Keen. Mm. Where, oh my god, I remember that. Do ya? It's is yeah. a little boy wearing yeah. a football helmet. Yeah. Oh my god, I remember I had it for the Apple too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he and he had um 
he had like a pogo stick and he would collect oh like water God. droplets and there were slime creatures. I'm seriously flipping out right now. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Commander Keen was awesome. I, <laughs> I loved love it. it. He was like one of the original superheroes in yeah. my brain yeah. because he was one of the first ones I hit. It was so much fun. Uh, Goodbye Galaxy was one of the games and like Alien Stole My Babysitter <laughs> Dude, was another I, one. I've never met anyone in my life who remembers Commander Keen. This Dude, is like, oh my God, I loved Commander Keen. This is like the greatest moment of my life. I'm just kidding. And, and on, uh, in, in retrospect, I think it's probably what the Captain Baseball Bat Boy and Max Payne is kind of parodying. Hmm, I can Based see that. on like the football helmet and the yep. weird world and everything, yep. that's my guess. I'm I don't know if there's a connection between the companies, but uh, I I loved 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 Commander Keen. It was the first like game franchise that I really mm. got into. Yeah, from the Commodore 64, I got back into the console game when my grandmother bought me the NES Deluxe set. Ooh, so this sounds impressive. Yes, it's not yeah. just the Nintendo Entertainment System itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I got was the NES. Yeah, it also came with two controllers. It came with the NES Zapper, which was the the <laughs> light gun. Oh yes, for NES duck for duck hunt. Yep, it came with a two in one cartridge, which was probably the first of its kind. Two games on one cartridge, at least for NES. It was Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt yeah, on one yeah. cartridge. Yep, and then the granddaddy of them all. It well, came uh, with Rob the Robot and Gynamite. Or Gyromite, sorry. Gynamite. That's <laughs> Gyromite. No, I say Gynamite because uh, Emily V. Gordon on the Indoor Kids, yeah. her Twitter handle is the Gynamite. Oh. <laughs> so that popped in my head. It's like the more prominent of yeah. the two words in my brain these days. But uh, Gyromite. Now, Rob the Robot was great. Stood for Robot Operating Buddy. Not only did I like it for that reason, he also had my name. Yeah, which was cool. So that's two. <laughs> so that's a twofer. The thing that sucked immensely about Rob the Robot was the game. <laughs> uh, not necessarily, but the fact that they only made two games that were compatible with it. <laughs> oh, Gyromite was one. Stack Up was the other. Mm. I never owned Stack Up. <laughs> it was the, the the robot was like really cool conceptually, and it's kind of and I still have my Rob the Robot, yeah. and it's a kind of a wow. cool gamer thing to have like at this point in my yep. life. But at the time, it was just a gimmick, totally. Yeah. Because what it did was, and I don't know if you ever saw one in operation. It was no, so weird. I don't know. No. You would position it on the on the floor, and uh, it had two big like eyes in the front that you would have look at the TV. Yeah. So it would kind of take signals uh, visually from the TV. So so far it sounds cool, but it, this is where it starts. This to sounds suck. really technologically advanced, right? Yeah. This yeah. is like the Xbox, like the or like the the, the motion things, right? We're, we're getting to a point where it starts to suck. Oh. There there was a little port on one side where you would put the controller, like mm-hmm. the two-player controller in this little like dock and it had uh it had little things that would either push against the A or the B button. Yeah. Then the other side, there was a little like battery pack you set up and it stuck uh on the left side of them, I believe the left side, and you would put in spinning gyros. And this was a battery operated spinner. Huh. So there were there were it came with two gyros. And uh, <laughs> it's, like, super complicated for the yeah, simplest is, thing. Um, it had a spinning gyro, and putting it in that would make it spin faster yeah. and get it going and get the momentum up. Huh. So uh, the game Gyromite, what you would do is you had it – was a, it was a side-scrolling game, but it was a puzzle game, and there were uh, red beams and blue beams blocking your way. Mm. So as you went throughout the game, you had to have the robot open up 
one of the two colored beams. Mm-hmm. But you had to be careful because a lot of the times they put like a red one next to a blue one. Yep. And you'd open the red and then you'd let go of the red to get the blue and you'd squash yourself. Oh. Type thing. Cause you, it was, it was very strange. And the reason it came with two gyros is as follows. It would be very tough to get both colors down at once mm-hmm. because the way it worked, if you were playing by yourself and there, there was a two player option, which made this whole process <laughs> just obsolete right <laughs> oh, away. Man. But if you had no friends, you had your robot operating buddy. I think that was the point. So you would get a gyro spinning. Mm-hmm. You would have Rob go and pick him up. And this is the way it worked. You'd hit select on the screen or pause or something yeah. that would activate Rob to take a command from you. Yeah. And so you would punch in like left or right to make him move or like yeah. up or down. So Rob's arms would come up. You'd turn him over, grab the gyro that's spinning with his hands. He yeah. would kind of clasp around him, lift the gyro up, spin all the way over to where the controller is. And on the controller side, on that little dock, there were two platforms, two black platforms. When those were pushed down, it would push in a a thing that would hit either the A or B button and keep it pressed down. Mm -hmm. So you put the gyro on the platform and it would keep the button held down. I'm I'm like, who's the engineer that came up with this? Seriously. (laughs) Want to see us mess up kids for the rest of their (laughs) lives? I know. So so the gyro's spinning. (laughs) All right. And it's keeping pressure on the plate, which is pushing in either the A or the Uh, B button. But there are two platforms and two gyros. So you could get it spinning. The the thought, I think, was that you would only have one gyro in operation at once, or you'd have to switch them before the other one fell, because eventually the momentum would slow down and it would fall. Yeah. So you had to, and that was this weird balancing game going on where you're pausing the game, getting Rob to move, grab a gyro, move it over to the platform, push yeah. A or B, try to move the, the other one before this one falls and that pipe comes up yeah. and squishes you on the screen. So Jesus. it was nuts, absolutely crazy and so obnoxious to play. And yet, if you did the two player gameplay, you just yeah. have someone holding the second controller and they either hit A or B. Oh. <laughs> and they just hold it down yeah. or not. Oh. Like, so it's just, it's just like, it was hey, like hey, a whole. Mike, you want to come over and play a game? Okay. <laughs> I need you just to hit a button and hold it for me. Right, right. Oh, okay. It was this crazy setup for just yeah. hitting A or B, which is probably why there were only yeah. two games that actually use this thing. Mm-hmm. Probably why I never heard of it. Now. Right. <laughs> but I loved the robot just because I had yeah. a freaking robot that I could command with my TV. So that was kind of cool. Let me see. Other NES games. NES was my first exposure to my favorite video game franchise of all time. Mega Man. Yeah. Nice. Love the Mega Man games. And uh, I became a master of like discovering the patterns of Mega Man because Mega Man is all patterns. Mm. Yep. It's it's figuring out the pattern that the boss moves in. Yeah. And then working within that pattern to kill. <laughs> they did well that that so many games modeled that yeah. Oh, yeah I mean that's that's standard for those games yeah and so many games games probably did it beforehand games did it afterwards but Mega Man was like the master of that and that's yeah. what I loved so much about it yeah. is, is I knew there was there was a way and yeah. I had to discover it it was like a puzzle game and a platformer in one in my yeah. mind even though I don't think most people think about Mega Man as a puzzle game yeah that yeah, there was yeah. that part of it the, the Nintendo was uh just a great console it was yeah i mean i can think of i can think of a few games i used to sit and play with my mom yep we play uh bubble bobble yeah yeah we played burger time yep oh my god we spent so many hours playing burger i can remember or i don't know it must have been summer vacation Mm -hmm. because i was home all day 
Um, and we would just be sitting there until lunchtime, like just playing Bubble Bobble or, or Burger Time. Yeah. And then um, Castlevania. Yes. Oh, Castlevania man. used to creep me out. Just, I'm not gonna lie. I, I had figured out how there was like you take a different route or something. Yeah. You had to pick up all the pieces of Dracula. Yep. I remember finding that cheat way where you go into like a, a basement and all the pieces were together. Really? So you would go through this cheat. Like you had to run through the map backwards or something. Yeah. Like you move in the other direction. I remember that you go down, you get them all at once, and then just you could get over to the castle. Oh. Bring him back to life and then kill him. I didn't even know and about that. And it saved that. a shitload of time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if I can remember that. That well, that's like the contra cheat right, too. Was, right. Yeah. So I had figured all of them out, but I could never like get the contra cheat. I always had to have my mom do it. Really? <laughs> like, mom, can you put that code in? That's funny. Yeah, I could never tie <laughs> you had to be quick. I think it's funny that when the, the Konami code like really hit online and became like a thing, a yeah. thing, I always thought I was like, no, it's wrong. It ends with select start. Because I, I never played by myself. I always played with other what people. What was it? Up, up. Up, up, down, down, down left, left, right, left, right. right. BA start. Yes. Yep. But I always thought it was BA select start because that's oh. what you have to do to select two players. Yep. So I was like, why is it wrong? Is it the thing? That's probably the most like popular, most memorized code like cheat code oh absolutely ever. that was just classic and it, it goes through so many games now not even konami like it's gone to so yeah. many it's a thing it's yep. i love if i made a video game i would put the konami oh, code yeah. in it somehow i will figure it out so many hours <laughs> were spent on that nintendo i mean we destroyed it oh, we absolutely. would just burn those games right out to the point remember you'd look inside and like yeah. little pieces would yeah. be missing and yep. blowing know, on the cartridges and putting it in yeah. just the right or, way did you ever get to the point where the game wouldn't you push the game down yep. into it and it wouldn't stay so you had to take a second second game jam it on no top. i never yes. got to that point <laughs> uh, we wore that me and my cousin matt wore that thing out so bad that yeah we the game we'd push it down and it would go down and stay down but yeah. not enough so we'd have to grab a second console a second uh game yeah jam it in to keep the game down in order to that's play. hilarious yeah we used to everyone had their tricks for getting the damn yeah. things to work like there, there were always this was this was think, my wait, process wait, wait, wait. yeah let's think about this now let's translate that to i know 2012. right how many people would just be like fuck it and throw, the X, <laughs> throw the xbox out the window even though they made 16 dollars <laughs> like i'm done with this and throw it out they um like i would always put the game in put it down if it didn't work or it gave you the vertical hold yes. flicker oh my god yeah <laughs> you take it out you blow on it you put it back in. Yeah. I don't think blowing on it did shit. I ever. think you just spit in there. <laughs> yeah. <what> you, did. <laughs> you just got to grease up the connections yeah. <laughs> with some saliva. The, the shit we put <laughs> up with. <laughs> you, you, then after, if that didn't work, yeah. uh, I would take out the game again. But now you put it in, but you see how close to the outside you can get it and still yes! have it go down. Because yes! you're like, because <laughs> someone at some point must have been like, no, if you jam it in too tight, yeah. it's not going to work right. <laughs> And then, uh, then there were two other things. You would take it and put it in. When I got really mad, I would go like, do 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 up, yeah. up, up, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> and then uh, just try it after a couple up, down, yeah. up, downs. The other one is if it didn't work. And oddly enough, this worked more times than I can say, and I don't know why. Hit reset over and over real fast. Yeah. Until it works. Oh, reset, reset, yes. reset, reset. Yeah. <laughs> Just That's such <laughs> crap. <laughs> we had so much fun with it, but man, did that thing bust our balls. Oh, my God. You had to earn your video you game did. playing you back really in the did. day. Totally earn it. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many games I played on there, too. Yeah, it was so much fun. DuckTales. 
Great yes, game. Yes, I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, remember that. Phenomenal game. Chip and Dale's Rescue yes! Rangers. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Oh, So wow. much fun. Oh, I want to play it again. Uh, and uh, and uh, we had, um, I, I think, I don't know how wide this is known. In my circle of friends, this was a big deal that I had it. Not that I had Metroid, but there was something I needed for Metroid because it was so, I'm nev- I've never been good at in-game navigation. Horrible at it. Yeah. To the point where in college, I'd play Grand Theft Auto. Yep. My friend Mikey would always, Mikey loves to watch me play games. That has always just defied my logic. I'm like, I have to be playing. Dude loves watching me play video games, (laughs) all right? But I loved it because I had a freaking navigator. Uh, He would keep track of where everything in the city was, and he was my map system. Is that why (laughs) even to go from your house to the supermarket next door use your gps yes <laughs> yes it is this is where it came from yes i blame nintendo i yeah. blame nintendo and grand theft auto i use it for everything <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous uh, uh <laughs> i have a horrible sense of direction horrible even in video games and it plagues me but uh the thing i had to go along with metroid was the big black book that is what it was known as uh, are you guys familiar with that no, no. i didn't have no it. I never heard of it it was i think it was officially called like the nintendo power guide and oh, it, had, yeah, 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 okay. it had like 50-something games in it, and it had them totally chronicled. But yeah, for okay. me, now I know. it had all the maps for Metroid in it. Mm-hmm. So I knew exactly where everything was, yeah. and uh, fuck Discovery, because <laughs> I got the big black book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, oh, I wish I still had that thing kicking around. I wonder if I do. I might I somewhere. I bet you it's in the attic. I bet you it is. Everything's in the attic. You should do an episode <laughs> with the recorder up there in the attic. Oh, God. We would be, we'd melt. We'd oh. totally melt. Way too hot. We'll just move it all down here. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll look for all that stuff. I wish I had uh, done, had the forethought to oh, go and grab the ET man. cartridge before we did this because just to hold it. That, that console is the best thing that I think Nintendo's ever done. That, that was like. The NES was amazing. The, oh, there's just so much to play. And if you look at the history of video games, the jump that the NES created yeah. in technology was unheard of. It was yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, here's a question. Uh, I, when I was thinking about it the other day, I realized how many Nintendo games I played that I never beat. Mm. See, I was There's really probably a lot. adamant about beating the game if I got it. Then. I wasn't back in the day. I was no, like, I, I want to play I, more. I would get frustrated. Yeah, they were so hard. Never beat Super Mario Brothers. Never beat no. Zelda. Hated Zelda. Oh, I hated Zelda. I, I never hated I didn't, it. Wouldn't play it. And people never understood that. Yeah, they no, were I like, love Zelda. How do you not I, play I Zelda? Like I felt like I was like wrong. I was like, I don't know. Me it's too. Just not fun. I hated Zelda, and I still don't know why. I think it was just that it took too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Zelda is Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I mean it's like, <laughs> Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just, uh, I didn't care for Zelda at all, and I know that's blasphemy to a blasphemy. lot of no, I, a lot of gamers, but I just didn't dig it. But I'm trying to think of like other great NES games that I played. I know I had definitely more. Uh, Excite um, Bike. Excite Bike was great. Yep. Was that yeah. NES? I, sometimes yep. I get NES and Sega games confused. Oh, I get NES and Super Nintendo mixed up sometimes. See, Super Nintendo too. never had it. Never touched oh. it. It was always like that nah. is the best system. I still yeah. have it. I would day. play it at yeah. my cousins, but I never. I In always all had my Nintendo. games. I never had. I never have had, and obviously never will, because they're on the console game. I never had a Sega console. I've played them. But I never had one myself, and it was I had a Genesis. Yeah, yeah, it was an it was an yeah, excellent thing. Genesis. I would be kind of jealous of watching people play Sonic here and there, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna go home to my Nintendo and play. Yeah, but uh, Ducktales, I loved, man, I love Ducktales. <laughs> that game was so much God. fun. 
jumping in the ice world and sinking in with the pogo stick. <laughs> wow. And, and hitting the, oh my hitting God. the ice blocks oh, no, like a hockey Nintendo. stick. I just had what? like a game that Toe Jam and Earl, but that's Sega. Oh, yeah, that's Sega. Oh, my yeah. God. I remember at one point I was so jealous because one of my friends had a game called Booger Man. And I was like, <laughs> I want to play Booger Man. They're like, it's only for Sega. I'm like, damn it. Oh, God. Oh, we got to move on to Sega soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have Sega. Oh, all right. Uh, you can do that in your personal right, gaming right. history. So, all right. Moving on from the NES, I suppose I should. Yeah. Uh, oh, and actually, before I jump to the next console... There was, at least for people my age, I don't know if it was, you might have been a little too young for it to really uh, have the prominence when in 1989, a movie with Fred Savage came out yes. called, Brian? The Wizard. The Wizard. For the first time anywhere, Super Mario Brothers 3. The Wizard was yeah, I, huge. Familiar. It was huge because at the time for us, like Fred Savage was big on Wonder Years. Yep. He had yeah. uh, in the movie a brother who... I swear I had like Asperger's or something before we knew what that was. Um, <laughs> at least his character did. He was like a video game phenom. Yeah. Yep. And they were going to the like, inter- or like the, the national or international video game competition. I've watched this. I know I have. And the big promo of this movie was, it was, it was the first time we were going to see Super Mario Brothers 3. Any footage of it anywhere. It was brilliant marketing by Absolutely. Nintendo. What did you guys think of Super Mario 2? Uh, I played the shit out of that. I did too, but it was that weird was the as one hell. Where you could dig down, right? Yeah. The yeah reason it was Super weird Mario... it was made by America, yeah. American uh, studios instead of oh, the okay. Japanese. Yes. Super Mario 2 was never intended to be a Super Mario Brothers game. No. Oh, was it? No. It was made as no. a completely separate game, and then afterwards they yeah. changed the main character sprites to look like Super different... Mario characters. Okay. Yeah. 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 Three yeah. was good. And that's why it's not really in canon, and all the villains are totally different. Oh. And... Yeah. And it's all a dream world because it's, yeah. it has nothing to do with the Super Mario Brothers universe. But I think they should bring some of those things back. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see those little P-shirt or mask dudes showing up in, uh, like, current Super <laughs> yeah. Mario games. I don't know if they have. Have they? I think they brought one or two of them in one of them. I remember those little shadow mask guys in, yeah. in other games, in other Mario games. It was so and, different. But it was, I mean, <laughs> I always use, like, Luigi or yeah. or uh, Princess. Me too. Because Princess would fly and be like, I'm using a girl and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got one of the big NES games, uh, Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was, I obviously never beat that because I never, I don't think I ever, so ever got hard. through the damn water level. It was so hard, that game. Yeah. I, I, oh, my I, God. Why? I feel like I'm confusing it with, um, I got to. I gotta Google Google it right now. I'm sorry. The electric kelp and the the underwater level, the sewers, was so so familiar. Oh my god! Why can't you drive around like I'm picturing birds are you? Am I picturing the one that was in the arcade that was also maybe on probably the side scrolling beat 'em up? Right? Are you thinking of a beat 'em up? Like Turtles in Time? Yeah, Turtles Two. So this was Teenage Mutant Turtles. What? uh, Just one. It was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES. It was a top-down view of the turtle van, and you would drive around. You would use you could use any of the four turtles for any level, but when they died, they were gone from the game. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so familiar. I know I've played this. And this I always so- used Donatello because he had the reach with the bow staff. <laughs> and you fucking. Oh my god, they had all the red bandanas. Yep. Yes. That's what it yes. Now I remember this. Of course. You you would play with Donatello and hit um Rocksteady because he would just oh keep running god. in to the side. There's there the, it is. There's, there's a, a screenshot yeah. of the underwater. I never oh made it through god. that level ever. It was so hard. Yes, I played this. But the first boss was Rocksteady, and it was Rocksteady, yep. not Bebop, right? Yeah, he would keep running in the Rocksteady, side, yep. and you would sit up top with Donatello and just jab him in the head with the bow oh staff. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it was so cheap. And actually, it was one of those games. 
um, I forget what it was. Me and my brother coined this term back in the day. We would call it the cheapness. And, and, and we were huge Star Wars fans too. So my brother would always tell me that the cheapness was strong with me because what, for whatever reason, I was always figure out like the cheapest ways yeah. to beat things. Like, like I just figured out, nobody told me how to do that with Rocksteady. Yeah. I figured it yeah. out and he's like, the cheapness is strong with you. <laughs> it was like my force power. Wow. That game. But then the game would be cheap too. It. So <laughs> the game was cheap when it made me do the underwater level. <laughs> that wasn't cool. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't think of this either. Um, I, it should have come right to mind, but Sunsoft's Batman game based on the oh, 89, yeah. yes. on the 89 movie, yes. even though I had like so little to do with oh the movie. Oh my God. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. I played the crap out of that too. And it was like the wall oh, jumping wow. and everything was yeah. so epic. It was so cool. Yes. Oh my God. He was all in blue. Yeah. It wasn't it like a dark, like a, a blue. He was dark, yeah. but it was like a bluish tint. Yeah. Tone. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Going up the wall yeah. side to side. Oh <laughs> my God. This is the greatest day ever. <laughs> I feel like I'm a kid again. Seriously, dude. This is like, better than Disney World. <laughs> this is great. After this, we're breaking out the old school consoles. We have to. I still have some, man. We oh should plug them, plug them in and hook them all up. I have, and, I have the N64 and I've yeah. got. Two wrestling games for it. I still have two NESs two kicking around, and I might. I think. Oh, I think the Super Nintendo might be over my brothers. I don't know. Oh wow. I don't know. I have the Super Nintendo with like. Honestly, how do we games. not? Why don't we have each console that's been created that we can collectively own on a shelf on display in order <laughs> down here in the studio? We will yeah. when I move. Yes, we should do that because I'll. Put the N64 in there. I don't care. I don't we'll play do it. It's just there. Available. We'll set it up as part of our uh, in-studio look. Oh, my God. This is going to be awesome. Well, we'll make a whole studio crazy. It'll be yes. a whole separate room. Um, <laughs> we're already planning for the future. But I getting have the back, Atari Jaguar. I can actually. I have, oh, my God. I really hope the people listening are as you're excited one of, as we are. You're one of two people I know that had the you're, Jaguar. What's that? Uh, the Atari Jaguar was a, probably the most failed system of all time, even more so oh. than Dreamcast. Yeah. Nobody uh, bought I have it. Aliens vs. Predator, which is the only thing everyone had. <laughs> I think so. But one more thing about the wizard to jump yep, back. Yep. It also featured the power glove. Oh yeah, I remember this now. Playing yes. Rad Racer, and one of my friends, my friend Mike, I would go over to his house all the time, and uh, Mike, I was like, oh my god, th- this kid had all the systems. Yep. And like, I, I was, I thought he had like a charmed life. His dad was a former Wait, did running we all back for the have Patriots. That friend who had every console. As I soon think as it so. Came out. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We were never that guy. Yeah, we yeah. were always waited. For me, <laughs> Mike Boyd. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that was my friend Mike. It must be something yeah. about the name Mike. I don't know. I and um, think it was for me. he he had a power glove. Yeah. And we we would just like on the wizard, we played freaking Rad Racer with it. I was yeah. like, this is so awesome. And he was the only person I ever knew, actually, that had a power oh glove. God. And I almost, I almost want to get one now just to wear it around. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is just clothing. I wear a power glove. I want to wear that to New York Comic Con. I yes. want to wear a power glove. People That'll be pictures. my whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're probably super expensive. We got to check eBay after this. <laughs> From there, I went to, uh, and I probably had been playing arcades kind of throughout all this time. But there was a point where I really, really got into arcade games was when I joined a bowling league Mm. and I would bowl every Saturday at uh, N.A. Bowl, North Attleboro Bowling Lanes and where I grew up, North Attleboro, Mass. And uh, they had a little arcade. So I would go and play like I was in on one team. Uh, My brother was on a team. My sister was on team. We all bowled. It was like just something we did. And after my game, sometimes I'd have to wait for one of their games to be over. So I would go into the arcade. I would go, <laughs> I would go to the vending machine and get Heath Sensations, 
Yeah. Anyone remember that candy? No. Prior no. to um, you know the Heath Bar. Yeah, I've always loved Heath Bar. Heath Bar ice cream. Oh, oh my god. My Coffee god. Toffee by Ben and Jerry's is my favorite. Is that Heath? Yeah. That yeah. Oh, wow. But um, Heath Bar has always been my favorite candy, mm. and. For a while in that bowling alley in one of the vending machines, they had Heath Sensations. This is way before like the bigger bites came out. Yeah. And they were like little, almost like little pebbles of Heath. Like they Ooh. were much smaller. It was just like a little yeah. bag. And you, it was smaller than like raisinette size even, but it was like little pieces of Heath covered with chocolate. Yeah. And I would eat them like every time I played. So I, I would take the Heath Sensations into the arcade. And there were four games that I really focused on while in there. There was a bunch that I hated, but I was like a, a fighting game guy and a, a side-scrolling beat-em-up guy in the yes. arcade. I didn't really care for like the shooters and stuff, uh-huh. like the the guns and the time crisis. I like them more now, but at yep. the time, no. As far as fighting games go, I was all about X-Men Children of the Atom yes. and Marvel superheroes. I played the shit out of the X-Men game yeah. in Disney World. They yeah. always had it in the arcade at the Contemporary Hotel. Yep. And that's yeah, well, children, are you that. thinking of the dual screen side scroll or the fighting game? Children oh, of the Atom oh, is the oh, fighting oh, oh, game. I'm sorry. I played the fighting game. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of the one that scrolls. That one was sorry. amazing too, but that, that, yeah. that wasn't fitting in my bowling alley. Right. The only time I ever <laughs> played that is because my family used to go up to New Hampshire every summer okay. and stay in a house there for a weekend. We'd go to Fun Spot. Yep. And they had the dual screen X-Men game there. The fighting game yep. that does, I think I remember that too. Yeah. But the, um, the side scrolling beat em ups that I always played were Golden Axe. Yeah. But my favorite. All right. What? <laughs> I'm trying to think what that was. I'm trying they to... also had it for Sega. Mm. Although the port, I don't think, was nearly as good. No, was that all right. one, What was the game? Great. Was it the four characters? Yep. One yeah. of them was like a wizard. Yes. One had yep. a bow and arrow. Yep. And you'd throw a potion in the air, and it would make magic, like lightning or wind. Or, no, you might which... be thinking of Gauntlet, though, because that Gauntlet. had four characters. Oh, oh, I Gauntlet. hated Gauntlet. I played that in Papa Gino's all the time. I hated that, Gauntlet. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, we think about games we played, yeah. and they were in because like, there's three games... Two games I played in Chuck E. Cheese, and they were the only two yeah. games I ever played. So. <laughs> it was all about proximity, man. It was. It was the Ninja Turtles game, yep. The Lost in Time, yep. and I played the WWE like yeah. tag team yep. thing. And actually, uh, while oh, um, uh, WrestleFest, yeah, it was. Like I never every really match played that had one. To that be like a tag team. I remember the Legion, of, yeah, Legion yeah. of Doom or yep. Demolition were in it or something. And it was they had Royal Rumbles in it yeah. too. Like, yep. You guys just jogged my memory on another beat 'em up I always played too. The uh, I used to always play Captain America and the Avengers. Oh God, the game was so terrible, but. It was so awesome. Uh, oh, are you kidding? Right. No, the arcade version was awesome. The port was terrible. <laughs> the port for consoles I thought mm. was horrible, but I loved the side-scrolling beat-em-up. It made no sense, though. Like You were fighting like Sentinels. I don't like, think I had enough knowledge about the Marvel Universe at the time yeah. to really, like... I, I was, do, you guys, do you guys remember the Spider-Man uh, arcade game with, like, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Black Cat, and, like, Namor? It was, like, fucking weird. No. Uh, it, a, it does sound familiar, I don't. too. It was from. It was by Sega. It was all at the same time as the Simpsons one and the X Men one. Oh my God! Simpsons was so much fun. Simpsons yep. played that in Disney too. Simpsons Man, was they had amazing. The at the time, I, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I want to use Marge. She has like the biggest reach with that vacuum cleaner. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was always awesome about the skateboard. Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to play as Bart, but I was like, Marge is the better character. Yeah. yeah. Got to do punched. it. Yeah. <laughs> Homer was lame. They yeah. should have um, had him throwing donuts or something. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite of all the side-scrolling beat-em-ups yep. was a game called Knights of the Round. Yeah, I, I have a Super Nintendo that. port of it. It's it, awesome. It was so amazing. You would either play as King Arthur, Percival, mm-hmm. or Lancelot. And the game, as you would go through, 
you would level up. It was like one yeah. of the first games I think I played where there was like a level up system mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And you would build up your armor. So you'd start with like nothing. Uh, not nothing. I mean, you'd have yeah. <laughs> you'd have some clothes <laughs> on. But you would uh, you would build up and eventually get to like golden armor. And it was yep. full on. Yeah. And, oh, my God. That like game a helmet was. And the sword would grow bigger. It was so amazing. The whole goal of the game for me was not to beat it, just to get the best <laughs> armor. It was, oh, it was so much fun. I love wow. Knights of the Round. I'm pretty sure if you gave me a uh, a quarter right now, Unfortunately, Knights of the Round I couldn't beat, but I could probably beat X-Men Children of the Atom with Iceman, of course. <laughs> or I could beat Marvel Super Heroes with Iron Man because they were basically the same character. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Either, those are the, my two faves in those two games. I still use Iron Man like crazy in Marvel vs. Capcom, and I'm so yeah. bummed that there's no Iceman mm. in it. Yeah. Still, I, was, I kept waiting for the Iceman announcement. It just didn't happen. I was so bummed every time. Yeah. As we get into PC gaming, I'm going to do a quick little plug here. Uh, <laughs> sorry to just burst in the middle of our episode, but this is the only commercial I really want to do. But for you, the listeners of the Geek Generation, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. If you're not sure what to get, how about a book called Ready Player One? The story of a ruined Earth that gave birth to a oasis, a sprawling virtual utopia where you can be anything you want to be. There's a lottery ticket hidden inside the virtual realm. That will go to the person who can solve its riddles and find it. So it's kind of like a Willy Wonka idea where oh. the guy has died after creating this virtual utopia. Oh, that's And whoever cool. finds the ticket gets it. And uh, the clues are all related to like 20th century pop culture. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's it's our generation's trivia before a futuristic world. Yeah. And the best part of all, it's read to you by Mr. Will Wheaton. Nah. Yes, it is. Will Wheaton. To download your <laughs> to download your free audiobook today, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash audiobook. All right, jumping back in. It's very cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh from there, the arcade yeah. cabinets. Hopping into Super Nintendo. This might be a good time to take a quick break. I have to pee. You have to pee. <laughs> I have to I, I just drank. Look at this thing was full. Well, I just drank almost a gallon of I water. I just read a commercial. No, no, no. Not, well, I, I got to pee. All right. All right. You keep recording. I'll go pee. We'll take a quick break. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Mike Volpe's bowels. Her bladder is clear. <laughs> no, nothing's wrong with my butt. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> not right now, at least. Not right now. Bladder's empty, and we're uh, hopping into Super Nintendo world. I-, I went to the Super Nintendo next after the arcade cabinets. Yep. And uh, Brian and I briefly, during the break, we're talking about the red cartridge of Maximum Carnage for Super oh, Nintendo. Yeah, which I was still have it. That it's thing awesome. was crazy hard. Wow, it's yeah, so hard. But again, my favorite franchise endured, and the Mega Man X games for me were super sick. I love them, especially the fact that they were Capcom. So they decided to tie in something from one of their other super popular franchises. So in Mega Man X, if you found like everything, you could go and unlock the Hadouken. Oh, yeah. So there was a capsule you would go up. It would be like a one-shot kill. Whenever you did it, it was the same exact motion that you would do in Street Fighter. And then you would run up to enemies. Even even the bosses at the end of the levels and just... Hadouken! Dead. (laughs) That's cool. It was awesome. It was so cool. I love that it was hidden in there. And in Mega Man X2, you would get... Shoryuken! And it was the same motion. You'd do oh, the dragon cool. punch and just take like everything out. It was so cool. And I don't know if it was like X2 or X3, but there was this move you could do where, and I don't remember what it was called either, 
but you would get this armor, like special armor. You got like all the armor pieces and you could do this crazy, like earth shattering energy expulsion move. Like every time you got hit, it would add a little energy. It was like an energy absorption suit and it would add up to this bar. Mm-hmm. And when you maxed out the bar, you would do this crazy move. Like Mega Man would jump in the air anime style and like expend all this energy that would cover the whole screen, like wipe out everything on it. Do you remember that, Brian? Or did you play it? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, pl- I actually had the X collection too for PS2. Yeah. So I played them recently. I think it was because which one of the ones you couldn't play as Mega Man or one it was split half and half with the uh with uh zero. Yes. Yeah. Um I think so zero I don't, I don't know if it was two or three. I think it was three, but I'm not sure. I think zero came in as like a helper character yep. in two. And yep. then he became playable in three. Three, I think. yeah, exactly. So I think it's two you're thinking of with the armor pieces, yeah. I think. But um, so Super Nintendo was, I mean, and Super Nintendo was what it was, like Super Metroid. All the games became Super. Yeah. And Super yep. Mario World. Super Castlevania. I mean, Super Mario World you can pick up and play now, and it's still so much fun. It's ridiculous. And Brian yeah. was saying, I don't know if you said it on air or, or during the break, that you hold on to it as like the holy grail of consoles. Yeah, it was during break. Yeah, it's the holy grail of consoles to me. Like really? I still will put any of the games from that system up against games nowadays. Like every game from there is like most of their games were like it had the best solid, you know, library of games that were just like impeccable for the most part. There's so many games that I would put up there with games from nowadays. So. Yeah, as far as playability, it was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So from there, I kind of left the console scene for a while. Like, Super Nintendo, at that point in my life, was the last major console for me. And my parents were never big about our video game playing. So yeah. they, they didn't really encourage our game buying or console buying or anything. But uh, So I think that's why I kind of hopped over to the PC world pretty soon after that. You're looking up something, Mike. Well, I was trying to figure out why I never <laughs> played Super NES. Like, what was the reasoning? I'm trying to look at the release date yep. of Super NES and the release date of Genesis okay. and why I missed that. Genesis was out before Genesis Super Nintendo. came out. Yeah, uh, because Genesis was the first 16-bit system to compete yeah, with Nintendo's 8-bit. Right. Hence the whole Sega does what Nintendo don't. That was <laughs> that was their major catchphrase. They're yeah. like, we're 16 bits. They're 8 bits. They would show Sonic going crazy on the screen, and then another shot of Mario just like doop 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 yeah. doop. doop. <laughs> that, that's the reason why it came out like a year or two before. Yeah. And actually, yeah. the best thing about the Sega, even though I never had it. I love the commercials because I always end with the Sega. Yes. <laughs> it was like Nintendo the, had a cereal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Nintendo. It's a cereal, cereal for now. breakfast. Nintendo. It's a cereal now. Oh, yeah? wow. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo cereal was great. Uh, and you could buy. Um, wow, there's the, a whole spinoff. Episode you'd buy two the cereals. Zelda cereal or yeah. the Mario Brothers cereal. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry. Was it was it a split box? It was a split box. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> we had the best childhood. Seriously, <laughs> these kids today don't know. They really don't. No, seriously, they think they grew up with great stuff, but they like our games were more games than their games are. Like theirs look amazing, but they're so involved that it's just not the same. But someday gonna be we were playing this game called Angry Birds. Remember that? Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god, Angry Birds. And this is actually an interesting thing that I just noticed the other day kind of is that we're like most trends do, we're looping back around. We're reverting back, yeah. yeah. The iPhone games and the handheld games like that are the most popular probably in the world right now. Yep. And they're simplistic to an Atari level just with yeah. better graphics. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. crazy how that cycles work. Even a lot of the arcade games are coming back on. And they have a picture of like the little buttons and you touch them and yep. 
Yeah. I tried it. It's not good on an iPhone. No, but. no, it's not. <laughs> I need an iPad for that, yeah. but I'm not buying one. Absolutely. We're going to cut it off there for this week, but make sure you tune back in next week for the second part of our video game nostalgia. In the meantime, please go to thegeekgeneration.com. On there, you'll find a button to subscribe in iTunes. When you're on iTunes, please rate the show and write a review for us. We appreciate that so much. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. So we will see you with part two next week. Later. Make it so.